You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. Coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Amber is in the studio with me. And Amber, when you hear Michael Jackson, you can't help but move. You can't help but move. You and lo- I, we love this song. This song is great. This is one of Michael Jackson's first solo songs. You know, but the funniest part about it is uh, about two weeks ago, Banks and I were, you know, discussing... Um, our our love of Michael Jackson and our love of his music, and we were discussing some of his songs. And uh, if I could do anything in time, it would be go back and record you attempting to do the beat to this song to tell me which song it was. Um, I was very perplexed it's, while he was doing this. It's one of his it's one of his greatest songs. I love this song song. Don't stop till you get enough. But Michael Jackson, I come into this song for a reason because Michael. You know how I feel about Michael Jackson. I think he's one of the greatest entertainers of all time, of our of our generation. Yep. And a documentary has now surfaced on HBO. It's called Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. And it is about Michael Jackson and allegations against him in the late 80s and mid-2000s, uh, dealing with him... And uh, Wade Robinson, uh, which uh, is fa- famously known for, or infamously known, as the gentleman who broke up Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. And James Softchuck. Yeah, he's accused of sexually molesting these boys. And me and you watched the first part of the documentary. It was two and a half hours. No commercials. HBO. I love that. And it was very controversial. It was extremely controversial, and it actually made me feel a little uneasy while we were watching it. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to give you my thoughts on it. So, we watched the documentary. We haven't spoken about what we thought about it. No, because... We thought it would be better that we would save it for the show. We agreed we would talk about it on the show, and and you actually just left as soon as it was over last night. Yeah, we, we haven't discussed it at all. I watched it, and I think that the documentary is so... It's it's so acted, and I feel like it's very one-sided. I feel like that the documentary is told by these uh, me, these grown men um, making up these things that they once denied happened, and now they're coming back all these years later and telling a completely different story as an adult. And usually I'm all for people coming forward and supporting them for being sexually assaulted. But you're looking at a guy, Michael Jackson, who was very misunderstood as a his entire life. He was bad at explaining himself, and he loved to be around kids. He just, honestly, I don't think he was evil enough to sexually molest the kids because he hung out with kids that he didn't sexually molest, like Macaulay Culkin. So why did he just pick certain kids that he wanted to molest? Well, not even Macaulay Culkin, but there's Corey Feldman, who has been very outspoken about... Not only molestation, but molestation of younger boys in that time frame. So, if you've got Corey Feldman, who will sucky sucky fight all of you right now to get money, and this man is saying nothing happened, right? Then it doesn't make me question entirely. Like there might be some truth to what these gentlemen are stating. Right. Hold on, and I wasn't finished. So yes, I, I see what you're saying, but um, 
there might be some truth in what these gentlemen are saying. Some some truth. There could be some truth. I think that there, I'm sure there were some very awkward moments. Awkward and inappropriate moments that went on. But I don't think that the things that they said on that documentary happened happened about having sex all through the house. These parents letting their children sleep over at Michael Jackson's house. Okay, here's what I got to say about this. I see why they probably did it. They were mystified by this superstar. He was the biggest superstar on yep. planet Earth. I'd still and, disagree with them stating that that was the peak of his career. And, and uh, that he was at the height of it, He though. was at the height of his career. And I could see them being blinded by that, saying, okay, I don't even know this person. I've just met this person for a couple hours, and I'm going to let my kid go stay with him. But they thought they knew him because they were so such big fans of him, and he was, and everybody loved him. But they honestly let a guy, a stranger, a grown man they just met for a couple hours, they let their kid go over and stay. And I just think they're coming back for money. I think that they want money out of this. They want his estate. They're attacking for his estate. Michael Jackson's estate, which is his children, have sued the people who've made this documentary for $100 million. Well, okay. So I'm going to be completely honest. Last night when I was watching this documentary, you know... I sat here, and being a survivor myself, I thought, you know what? I I found myself explaining away some of the things that we've talked about. And I thought about you a lot during this documentary watching. I was like, you know, you're a victim of sexual uh, molestation. You know, and I thought about, you know, when they were, you know, they said that they lied, you know, because Wade Robinson was very active in 2000, and was it 2005, in defending Michael Jackson. Right. Um, So... I thought, okay, maybe he had done that because of, like, maybe, like, Stockholm Syndrome. You know, you get, you know, you become yourself in love with, you know, your captor, your, uh, I guess, abuser. But, you know, the more that I read into it and the more that I found, did you know that Wade Robinson actually dated Brandy Jackson? I did not know that. Which is Michael Jackson's niece. Really? And he dated her from 1994 until 2001. And in 2001, guess what happened? What? He got linked to one of the biggest controversies in, in the entertainment business in our time, yeah. in our generation, which was Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake uh-huh. breaking up. Right. And he was in the dead middle of that. And, you know, some of the things that have been stated, you know, he openly admitted that he wanted to keep himself relevant. That was the exact words he used. He wanted to stay relevant. So, again, I am I fully support... The survivor community, because I am one myself. But unfortunately, in this case, I am not convinced. And I know it has nothing to do with what I actually feel. But, you know, I I was reading online, you know, because everybody is posting this today. You know, this was one of the biggest things on social media today. It's trending like crazy. Yeah, it's everywhere. And, you know, one of the things that somebody wrote, because you know I love reading comments, is someone said, how would you feel if you were dead and the only thing your children were being... you know, kind of reminded about of you is that you're potentially a predator. Yeah, and it's it's like Michael can't defend himself now. He's dead. The man, I, and I, I don't. There was I, ten years worth of FBI investigation that unsurfaced nothing. And, and I don't think he it's don't right. have to defend himself. I don't think it's right. The man was proven innocent time Not and time once. again, but Not twice. twice. How many times has like, it been proven? Three times. Three times the man has been proven innocent. Let it, let it go. Now you got all these people coming back saying he did it. Let me ask you a question. 
Plain and simple. Do you think it happened? Do you think these guys think got sexually molested? Was, I think that there was probably some awkward ass moments. Because we, we can all agree that there was something... Odd about mentally, Michael Jackson. Mentally not correct about Michael Jackson. Yes. We can all admit that. Yes. But you know what? If we're going to attack every celebrity that has potentially ever done anything, I mean, why are people not beating down Tim Allen's door? You know, man got busted with how many pounds worth of cocaine? <laughs> like, And he's got a TV show. Yeah, a TV show about being a wholesome family dad. You know, why are we not beating down the doors of some of these other people? Yeah, and the same people that will point fingers at you are, are the ones with the mental issues and also the ones with the problems and also ha- suffer from the same issues yes. as um, you know Michael Jackson even so well I mean I just I we're gonna watch the second part we I are. just don't, I don't agree with this yeah we haven't watched the second part but I, I do think that it's um, w- what was happening I was just like you know I did not agree with any of it and I was kind of vocal about it a little bit throughout it I was just like you're doing this for money. You're doing this for money. Like, I feel like we both were very flabbergasted, especially when they started to describe like the, the intimate se- moments, the sexual acts. Like, it sounded so almost. It just was like they watched a couple of pornos before they decided to make this documentary, yeah. and they shared stories about him. I mean, they shared the one thing that was that the two guys that were featured in this documentary had in common was they shared this intimate story that Michael Jackson liked them to bend over and spread their butt cheeks. Yes. And, you know... Did they share that story? They did. They both did. They shared that no, story. No, no. Did they share that story with each other, do you think, so they would both say the same thing, or did they know they would be saying the same thing on the documentary? You know, again, as someone who has survived, you know, being assaulted, I could not ever tell you any sexual act that was performed in detail like they did because my body physically could not handle that mental distress. Yeah. Most people want to block it out. You so block bad. it out. They were so just like, it was It was detailed. We had sex in here. We had I sex in here. I couldn't tell you what you and I done yesterday together. And he said, he, he kept saying we had sex, but was he meaning oral sex? You know, I don't... If I can't remember what I've done the day before with my best friend just hanging out, chilling, I can't tell you everything we even talked about yesterday. Right. And these men could come out almost, what, 27 years later, Mm -hmm. some of them, and they're giving explicit detail things. Like, if I can't recall a conversation from yesterday, and they can recall a sexual act from 27 years ago. So detailed. Something just don't, I don't know. Something's just not adding up. Because I know I can't go back 15 years ago, or 16 years ago, and tell you everything that happened to me. And, and, uh, it's, it's so, the documentary did a really good job producing it and editing it. it, Oh, it's To make it, to be in favor of these guys. They open it up with these guys getting invited out to Neverland, and it's such a like a Disney entrance. They make it so entertaining, and they draw the audience in by making it look like these boys were lured in, and they bring this darkness with these stories about Michael. All of a sudden, I'm well, just and like, it's like they take wow. these photos that you know, and that was one of the things I think we both can agree on. We were both excited to see maybe footage we'd never seen of Michael before. I think we both even said that we were excited to see maybe videos, yes. rare pictures, and they use some of those rare pictures. Over and over, but it was kind of like they were zooming in on his face every time, like to show maybe like a a, a a devilish you know grin on his you know face. 
It's like they were they were taking pictures that we would have loved to have seen as fans, and they were using them as like, oh, here's Happy Michael, and then they would zoom in, and oh, well, here's Happy Michael thinking about little boys, and then it was like, I don't know, yeah, it was very much they made it they made him seem to be creepy, creepy, they and made, made demonic, they, yeah, and, it was very much one sided in favor of them. If Michael was alive, or if Michael's people could even put out their side of the story, it would be a lot different. To talk I just about. don't know that anybody actually knows exactly what happened. That's the thing. That's the only thing that ever trips me up is the only thing that... The only people who know exactly what happens is you and the person with you. You're exactly right. But there's so many stories, though, of Michael's... Uh, like this one guy who wrote a script and he was just a nobody and he wanted... His son was hanging out with Michael and he told Michael... That he wanted Michael to give his script to Steven Spielberg, or he was, and then Michael said he would, and he never got around to it. And he ended up suing Michael, saying that he sexually harassed his son. So that got dropped, or no, Michael ended up paying him. Maybe. Yeah, they settled on. They court. ended up settled, and it was probably for something like twenty million dollars. Well, probably because Michael did not want to take his family through that. But it ended up more people caught on to that. That's what happened. So he just said, "Screw it." I'm going to go to trial over this. He got proven innocent. So the trials proved him not guilty. And Wade Robinson even came in and testified on Michael's behalf. Why are we still talking about it? Well, I just, you know, I don't understand why. He's been asked for so many years. So many years you've been asked. If I ask you every year for the next 20 years, Adam, what color are your eyes? And you tell me brown, and I know you're lying, then I'm going to call you out on it. Mm -hmm. But if you look at me and tell me they're blue, and I can see that they're blue, I will never question you. Right, absolutely. But these boys were continuously questioned, and they still continue to say no. Right. They had 20 years worth of, has have you ever been molested? And now they're taking their shot. And now they're taking their shot. They're taking their shot. Michael's dead. They're taking the shot at his estate, which is his children. And this has been going on since 2013. Everybody's defending him. His brothers are defending him. Uh, his sisters. Uh, I don't. Has Janet said anything? I've not. You know, honestly, I've not really seen the family individually. I did see the blanket statement that they all put out. Um, and you know, it was pretty much you know what everybody else is saying. You know, let him let him be dead. Just let him be dead. Yeah. He did not enjoy his life, you know. And in especially, this, yeah, especially well, the last years of his life. Well, and in this documentary, you see it. He says, "I just feel so alone. I feel like I'm alone in this world." The man was just alone. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to tarnish the man's legacy, just like R. Kelly. Now, R. Kelly did do horrible things, and he deserves yes. to be taken off the radio. But they're trying to do the same thing to Michael. I will. I will never let it happen. I will. I will bump. A dirty Diana going down the road <laughs> as loud as I can. They are trying because to make it happen to Michael. They're trying to take his music away. No. They're trying to take it off the radio, off iTunes, off off all stream, Spotify, all streaming services. After this documentary, but when you look at the critiques of it, the criti- uh, the critics talking about this documentary, some are in favor of Michael. Well, there's so much evidence that are leading up to this is not true. I cannot wait until the second part. It will be fun to watch. 
The Oscars was just last week that closed out the award season. It did. The biggest moment of the night is obviously the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performance. It was cool. It was really cool. They wrote out the piano. It was kind of an oldish type. It was very. Piano. It was a very intimate like performance. Performance. They came out of the audience. They did. They just walked straight out of the audience. And it was just very much like, you know, an old cabaret, maybe, where somebody's singing sultry on the piano. And she said that was Bradley's idea. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. She's very flamboyant. So I can see that, you know, I think, you know, he maybe wanted to keep that. Yeah. That spark of, you know, the intimate. He did. I don't see Bradley doing much more than what he did. Getting up there singing, that's what he, that's what he probably just wanted to do be slow. Gaga's very just... In your face. In your face. Enthusiastic. And what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Lady Gaga. Lady it's Gaga. It's a, she's her own word. Yeah. And everybody was talking about it. And she took home an Oscar. She did. She took home an Oscar for uh, best song. Shallow. Yeah, for Best Song. So she's now a multiple Grammy winner, a Golden Globe winner, and an Oscar winner. And an Oscar winner. And headlined the Super Bowl. And is still, I think, uh, affiliated with American Horror Story. Just had just done her first like major feature film. I'm sure that's not the last we're going to see of her on the film. Doing a residency in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Yeah. On a world tour as well. A lot of it's, it's been a great decade for Gaga. She it's started been in, a great decade for her. She started in 2008. It's 2009, and she's still climbing. I I want to see what she does next because it seemed like the Oscars was almost like the the wall. Like, what is she going to do to top all that? What is she going to do to top all that? I, I'm sure we've not seen the last of her. No. Like, as far as, like, being on the films. She did get beat by Olivia Coleman. That come out of nowhere. I don't think nobody's seen that coming. I think we both very openly put our uh, distaste for that. Because if it wasn't going to be Gaga, it was definitely going to be Glenn Close. Yeah. That was her, what, eighth Oscar snub? Yeah, she's never won an Academy Award. If people bet... On that category, I bet you it was like 50 Lady Gaga, 50 Glenn 50 Close. 50 Glenn Close. And Olivia Coleman came out of nowhere. I'll, that makes me want to see her in that movie. Well, and you know, I think we talked about it then. You know, I, I don't... I I like it when the women are elegant when they go up to, you know, accept these rewards. And she was very non-traditional. But there was a lot of, you know, innocence in her speech. She honestly did not come prepared for that. She was just probably happy just to be there and get the free food for the night and see everybody else. She did not expect to win. That was a that was a genuine acceptance speech of someone who did not expect to win. Yep. And she won. And she won. Rami Malik took home Best Actor. Yes. I know you was happy about that for Bohemian Rhapsody. He portrayed Freddie Mercury. And, you know, there had been speculation leading up to that. Because in the movie... Um, you know, the girl that played opposite him as, you know, Freddie Mercury's real-life girlfriend. Uh, her name is Lucy Boynton. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, if you know, there was speculation that her and Rami were actually together. And he confirmed it at the Oscars, which I think would... How are you going to top that? By laying a big fat smooch on her. He did, and he thanked her in his speech and said he loved her in his speech. And So, he's with her? Yes, they are together. That was a... Uh, had to be a good performance. I haven't seen the movie. You've seen it. It's beautiful. It's a good. It's a good movie. It's, it's a, a good, good performance. Movie. It's a good performance. 
Uh, Marshall Ali took home Best Supporting Actor. What I thought about interesting about this uh, win is Marshall Ali took home Best Supporting Actor, but he was in most of the movie. And I feel like Supporting Actor is almost like... Maybe in like 75% or maybe it's, you know... Maybe maybe 50%. Maybe maybe even uh, 28%, but like, or 30%. Not even what he was, which was like 80% of the movie. It was interesting to see that happen. But I've seen that happen in other movies. Million Dollar Baby, Morgan Freeman took home Best Supporting Actor, and he was in that quite a bit. There's been people who have taken home Best Supporting Actor who I feel like almost should have been headlined the movie. And I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there have been roles that I feel like, wow, that could have went in a different category. I'm sure there's a lot of them. Regina King, do you know who that is? I do know who Regina King yeah, is. Yeah, she's balling. I love Regina King. Yeah, she took home Best Supporting Actress. She did for If Bill Street Could Talk, which is something I definitely want to watch. And Green Book took home Best Picture. Picture. They did. So it's now going to be placed on the steps where you broke your camera. I did break my camera. They're going to put the, the title on the stairwell where you broke your camera. I did do that. I was very... <laughs> there was angry. no host. Queen opened the Oscars. Adam Levine did a good job. Adam Lambert. Adam... <laughs> Adam, Adam Lambert. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, the best part about it was when we see um, Mike Myers and... Um, what's his name? Oh, from Wayne's World. Yes. Dane, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Oh, my goodness. You see, uh, you see them get up and give praise to uh, to Queen, which I feel you know is was a very fitting. Yeah, there fitting. was there was no host, and I think it it went smoothly. I think it I flowed. Think it, I think it went very nice. I think it flowed, and I think the Oscars can do just fine without an Oscar. I think sometimes people get too big for the britches, and they think, "Oh, I don't want to host the Oscars." That's a big moment for you. They're doing you a favor, dude. Yep. They're putting you on a platform where you're seen by millions of people. Hey, Academy Awards, Adam Banks from Off the Cuff will host your Oscars. I will host the Oscars in 2020. 2020? That's what we're going to do. I will host the Oscars in 2020. Amber, I have some very sad news. Luke Perry from Beverly Hills 90210, age 52, died of a stroke. Uh, He did, and you know... It hurt my feelings because, you know, they just announced they're doing a nine-episode, I guess, reunion of the cast. And they did not confirm that Luke Perry was going to be in the remake. Or, it's not a remake, but a reboot. They didn't confirm he was going to be in the reboot. So, it made me very sad. Yeah, it's sad to see that in the uh, happiness of 90210 fans getting excited about this reboot... Even though Luke Perry hadn't been confirmed to be in the show, um, he, he, he still could have been. There was going to be something about yeah, he his still, character. Yeah, he still could have been. Um, his, he was, his career was booming at the time. I mean, he's right now he was uh, in a show called Riverdale. He's in Riverdale, and I love him in Riverdale. And 90210 was coming back out. Everybody was excited. All of a sudden, he has a massive, massive sudden stroke. stroke. And I have to tell you, folks, be aware of your health. There is nothing more important than your health. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all the fame in the world. All the fame in the world. But if you don't have health, you don't have anything. When I'm sick, I think about how horrible I feel and how nothing else matters. Think about the people who feel like that every day. 
What helps me get better is knowing that there's an end to that. There's an end to that sickness, and I'm going to feel better. But imagine the people who feel like that every day. People need to get a hold of their health. They need to be conscious of their health. Go to the doctor yearly, at least once a year. Just get a checkup. Stay on your health because Luke Perry, 52, that's too young to die. That's way too young to die. That's way too young to die. And it's very sad. And I loved him in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. (laughs) Is that what you know him in? No, I mean, of course I know him from 90210. You know, that was something that he was really big into. But yes, you know, I remember that's kind of where my crush of him started was when he played, um, I think it's Spike. (laughs) No, I think he has a weird name. Pike. That's his name, Pike. When he played Pike in... Yeah, it came to a shock to me when I seen it. It popped up on my phone that he passed away, and I was like, wow. Because my mom is a big fan of 90210. She watched it because it was on on Wednesday nights, new episodes at 8 o'clock on Fox. But it was also on in syndication on Fox from like 4 to 6 or 7 every single day. So we watched the show all the time. I watched it with her. So I knew everything from the show. I enjoyed the show. And I want to go back and rewatch it. Well, Amber, I want to thank you for being here. It was awesome doing the show with you, as always. And uh, just a note for everyone who listens. um, Got something really good happening at the end of this month. Mark Paul Gossler will be gracing Lexington, Kentucky with his presence. Dude, Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Is going to be at the Lexington Comic Con. I have to get me a Zach Morris's Trash t-shirt. I've looked at them on Amazon. Will you get us one? I, I've been looking at them. Because we will be there. We will be flooding our social media with photos of us and with Zach? Zach Morris. Yes. I, that's exciting. That is exciting. They need to do a Saved by the Bell reboot. Somehow, some way, incorporate Saved by the Bell back on TV. Uh, well, you know, we know how much we love it, but, you know, I have talked to people... Have no uh, idea what we talk that about. ...that really just don't enjoy it that much, and they don't find it as fascinating as we do. But it's its own... It's got its... It's its own cult classic. They have their fans. There is a group... There's Save the Fell Fanatics. Yes, we're not the only ones. We are not the only ones. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Adam Banks. That is Amber. This is Off the Cup, and I will see you in the next episode.